Welcome to the Why on Earth Community Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Nicole Wallace and Tyler Bell at Vera Herbals. Hey, guys. Hey. It's so great to be here with you. And we're behind the front part of the shop in the back where all the magic happens, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. This is a Spagyrics Alchemy and Herbal Medicine Lab. Correct. So uh, really excited about today's episode because we're going to be talking about uh, different methods for making herbal medicines. Mm -hmm. And we're going to share toward the end of the episode with you guys a whole bunch of the Vera Herbals products, which are in the front of the shop. And we'll we'll look at the displays a little later. Uh, And we're also going to show you some of the amazing equipment here that might look uh, like medieval alchemical um, equipment sort of upgraded into the 21st century. So really excited about that and uh, excited we have this opportunity to visit together. Let me tell you that uh, Tyler is co-founder of Vera Herbals and co-founder of the Arts of Ascension. He has a background in chemistry, alchemy, and is an intuitive healer. He is the head of formulations at Vera Herbals and applies an alchemical approach to creating herbal remedies. He works one-on-one with people spiritually and energetically to assist every person possible in raising their vibration with the vision of a planet Earth that operates in its entirety from a place of love and respect for all of existence. I like that. That's a lot. You said that very nicely. (laughs) It's it's important work. Nicole is also co-founder of Vera Herbals and the Arts of Ascension. And she, in addition to her work here, also teaches yoga, meditation, and manifestation. Her passion for helping people live more in harmony with themselves, each other, and the planet is what has led her to using many modalities to do exactly that. She strives every day to grow into her fullest authentic version of herself. So this is one of the reasons I'm so excited to be visiting with you guys today and to be able to share this conversation with our friends and audience through the Wine Earth community because yeah, we're talking about plants and plant medicine and herbal medicine, but we're, we're also talking about some energetics and some of the subtler uh, information, if you will, and love, if, if we want to use that term, which I think we do, uh, that goes into these, these healing products. And I love behind us that we've got uh, an image of the flower of life, one of the Uh, most prominent uh, sacred geometry images found all around the world uh, from all kinds of cultures and all kinds of time periods. And uh, it's a real joy to have this opportunity to visit with you guys sort of behind the scenes in the lab. And uh, so thanks for having us. And I want to ask first to start off, how did you guys connect and start doing this work together? How did we originally connect? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, At a electric music concert in Tallahassee, Florida, um, standing there side by side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is one of those, it was meant to be kind of things. Definitely. Definitely think we attracted each other for a reason. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and so that's where we first met. And then um, when I was in Florida, um, because I, I broke my back, I uh, had a back surgery, and then got addicted to pain pills for four years, taking Oxycontins and Dilaudids, um, hands down the most important and best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. And then from that, I quit doing that stuff, and that's where we started making, uh, at the time, we were making, uh, ec- extracting marijuana in Florida, mm-hmm. um, uh, behind the, on the down low, mm-hmm. and uh, making different um, products to help my back pain, opposed to taking uh, pharmaceuticals. So that was, in part, the, the way you were able to get over an addiction to the opioids, essentially. Um, definitely helped me get over it, and it definitely helped me with the, the pain. Um, and that kind of year after getting off them, um, when my body was kind of healing. Yeah. And so um, for the pain, for definitely helped with the mental stuff. Yeah. And, um, and you can't do that stuff in Florida. And so we, I got arrested for a little bit of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, Went to jail for three months, and I've never been in trouble wow. for anything else my whole life. Wow. Um, it was a wonderful experience. And then we moved to Colorado and started learning a lot more. Yes. And then all evolved. Yeah. And so where, where, where did you guys meet in the course of that timeline? 
Uh, it was after hit, after all of that, um, maybe, and then you had moved away, right, and had moved back. So maybe like two years after you'd gotten, or a year oh, after. Oh well, um, well, I, I got off the pills. I, I went to Seattle, and Seattle was where I started realizing that even without the drugs, I still hated myself, and I didn't know why. So that was where I started um, wanting to know how I let it get that far because I was not taking them for my pain. Mm -hmm. um, and and what inside of me was um, like why why was my my life the way it was, and so that was where I first started understanding that my mind shaped my entire reality, my way of thinking, my subconscious, and so that's where I started understanding the energetic, because I never was taught any of the energy side of things, and I started realizing that I could I could change my reality based off changing my inside, mm -hmm. and then that kind of started the whole energy side, and I moved back to Florida, um, and then met her. And, and um, I was still using cannabis to help my pain at that time. And then I uh, went to jail for it. And then we chose together a few months later to, yes. uh, that we had to go to somewhere where we could go learn more about that plant. And then that led into an obsession with mushrooms and medicinal herbs and um, all this as we kept learning the energetic yes. side. And to answer your question, um, I met him before he went to jail for the marijuana. And then, like he said, we ended up moving. That was maybe two years before we. After uh, that, we met two yeah. years before we moved out to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's so interesting. Here. And we just kind of started to realize that, um, you know, that the other parts of the plant, not just the THC, have so many medicinal properties. Yeah. And I made the first salve in our kitchen. It was all liquidy and not the right consistency and made like two more salves and then like six salves and finally, you know, got it right and it went from there. Yeah. That's yeah. So I love that experimentation with plants and salves and it's something I've been playing with for many years as well. And uh, what you guys are doing is obviously at a whole nother level, but uh, there's a certain joy, right? And just kind of tinkering in the kitchen and yeah. uh, making products that way. And I think it's, I don't know, for me, it's, good for my patients hmm. and uh, like mental ability to uh, not, you know, be okay with it not being perfect the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, what, what you're speaking to and Tyler, what you've already shared in the first, you know, few minutes of this uh, episode together is, is to me so potent because it really speaks to the need and the opportunities we all have in different ways and we have throughout society to recognize when something is not healthy and to work to change it or to recognize when something is not working well and to change it. And I think one of the things that's um, absolutely inspiring to me as your friend is the degree to which you have created change in your life. And now the degree to which you guys are helping a lot of other people uh, create substantial changes in their lives, in part working with the various plant medicines. And we know that in our society right now, there's a whole lot of dysfunction, there's a whole lot of disease, and a whole lot is coming from our, our mental uh, pathos, if we want to call it that. And, and so a big part of your message and sharing uh, seems to come from what's going on on the on the inside and in our minds and spiritual lives, huh? Yeah, yeah. I guess um, since this is my first time ever being on a camera, I should mention that I was shooting up Dilaudid and heroin and not just taking pain pills. Um, and went from a person who was violent, angry, um, hated myself, wanted to die every day, to a person that is in complete love with every single being on this planet, the plants, the animals. I live every day to the fullest, loving myself unconditionally and with nothing but love um, surround, around me. And, um, and my life couldn't be more perfect. So you guys can do it too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. We, we could stop the episode right there. <laughs> I, never, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I felt like that was important to share. It is. It, I mean, it really is. And... Uh, you know, we, we have uh, some of our friends and colleagues in the wine earth community are doing incredibly courageous and brave work uh, in healing, in communities, healing various traumas, uh, addictions, and so on. And I think a big part of the uh, energetic tones we can set forth into our communities is acknowledging, 
you know, where we've come from, acknowledging some of the pains and the real struggles and, and the incredibly uh, low and dark places, you know, that we've been in the past. And to be able to share the story to where you are now is, is really tremendous. So I just, I'm thanking you and on behalf of the community, thanking you for sharing the story, you know, publicly. Yeah, absolutely. The, dar- the darker it goes, that's the, how much more you can shine your light. So. Yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you're, Nicole, also working in other healing modalities, and a lot of it is uh, somatic, right, is, is working in the physical. How, how, what, what, are, what are you doing out there when you're not, you know, here in the lab and uh, in the shop, and, and how are they integrated? Yeah, so I, I taught uh, yoga just classes for the last three years, and uh, very... I think even when I, well, my first yoga class I ever took, I knew I was going to teach. I came out of that class. I was like, I'm teaching this. And I think it took me three years or something, and then I got uh, my certification. And so I did that, but I was always very interested actually in the breath work part and the meditation part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the physical body is where a lot of us are at, and it's a beautiful gateway to get to some of the more deeper things and then when you can combine especially breath work um, into the physical practice and of course before meditation or just into your life in general it's so powerful um, and so transformative I think even way more than just the physical alone Uh, so I have very recently actually just led into doing one-on-ones only and my focus is really on breathwork and meditation and I've kind of transformed that with other things I just have passions about, you know, taking some trainings here and there and of course there's, there's this and um, to create just, just to help people live like I wrote more, or like you said, more in harmony um, with themselves. And I think that when we heal ourselves, we heal everything around us. So we, it has an impact on our society, but also the earth. And, you know, I feel like alchemy does very much the same thing. You know, we think of this physical tincture as this physical thing, but I think that's one of the reasons that we were so drawn to spagyrics was wow, you're actually combining intention and things that maybe aren't tangible into um, a physical thing. And to me, I think that's what our world needs. Um, I think when we combine things that we can't see with our eyes into the physical, and I think that's why I've always loved meditation with the the physical practice, um, that's where you get a holistic approach. So to me, they're one and the same. Mm-hmm. It is yoga. It is yoga. Yeah, beautiful. I love how focusing our awareness on breath is one of the most immediate ways we can connect with the plant kingdom. Because we are literally breathing in what they breathe out and vice versa. And uh, it creates this reciprocity, I think, this relationship that is so essential to being human on planet Earth. Right? You could just call us the uh, people of the plants. Yeah. <laughs> I've never Absolutely. thought of it that way. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, in this bit about the, the intention and consciousness, right, we're going to throw down, by the way, we'll define spagyrics for you, don't worry. <laughs> um, a few years ago, I hadn't heard the term, but uh, we're, we're throwing down a few terms here that for some of us can be a bit of a stretch, you know, at the least, and maybe for others are really challenging. However, what's interesting to me about the time we're living in is, you know, our science is now so advanced and most of us aren't keeping up with the advances of these sciences if we're not in particular disciplines ourselves. And really the science is now pointing at the intersection between the uh, subatomic quantum realms and the realms of consciousness and that there really is there also a reciprocity. Uh, And so this isn't just woo woo, whatever, uh, we're not even in Boulder, Colorado, folks. <laughs> we're, we're in Carbondale, Colorado, Carbondale, uh, near uh, this beautiful mountain, 
called Wimagua in the in the Ute, the old word for the mountain, meaning the sacred heart of the mountains, referring to the Rocky Mountain chain, um, which, if you want to look at it, is a spine of the planet that runs from Alaska to the southern tip of South America. And my son, uh, Hunter, who's behind camera, this is, I think, his third podcast uh, operating as cameraman. Hey, Hunter. How's it going? Uh, he and I are heading up to do some some ceremony up on the mountain tomorrow, and uh, it was a perfect opportunity to stop in and say hi to Tyler and Nicole and spend some time with them here today. And uh, so I, it's really exciting to me because in our work with the Wine Earth community, you know, some of the times we're speaking with scientists who are themselves having challenges with language and what's accepted, especially in this country, right, where there's been such a concerted effort to undermine science here for many years now, in particular around things like climate change. And however, we're also talking about uh, talking with indigenous elders who are very tuned into the spiritual, into what's happening with consciousness. And so it's a lot of fun, I think, for us to be able to uh, kind of bridge across these different domains of knowledge and understanding and language. And so, you know, please, if, if you're having a, a feeling of being stuck or saying, no, I don't, I don't buy any of that, look into some of the science. Um, Rupert Sheldrake's been talking about some of this lately. And I might even make a little note to myself to include a few resources that you might want to check out that will relate to some of these topics. Of course, Frijof Capra, the great physicist and author of the book Tao of Physics back in the 1970s is excellent to get into how these are converging uh, in our understanding of that. So I'm making a quick note on that. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, this word spagyrics. What, what the heck is spagyrics? So, um, spagyrics um, is to um, separate and recombine. And so, um, in herbal alchemy um, and spagyrics, you s everything in alchemy, everything comes from, from three principles. Um, the mercury, the sulfur, and the salt. The mercury representing the spirit, the sulfur representing the soul, or uh, um, essential oils of the plant in herbal alchemy. And then the salt is the body. So by separating these principles and then through transmutation, you purify them to their most pure form and then you recombine them. Um, and in doing that, um, you create the purest form of that, that plant, that medicine that you can. And this is done in conjunction with, depending on which herb you're using, um, starting your macerations on a certain planetary day at a certain planetary hour, um, and um, with, a, with a certain intention is, is what um, we found works the best. Um, and, then, um, and then you end it obviously on the same, um, on a planetary day to harvest that, those energies that are, that are out um, and then complete it um, in a different ritual type of way. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own different thing they do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, uh, that's the, the basis of it. Yeah. And so, and so, go ahead, Nicole. I just was going to add that uh, how we actually got into it was, uh, well, you know, originally we made, we like we said, started with the cannabis plant. And so we started with the topicals. And we went to go to the oils. We were, you know, uh, seeing what was out there, and we just didn't like any of it. It didn't seem like any of it worked. And none of it really, yeah. Uh, we tried all these... Oh, sorry to interrupt you. No, go but ahead. we switched because in Florida we were using like high THC. When I moved out here, I quickly found that the high THC was not really helping my back pain. Um, it was creating inflammation actually, um, and it, it it does not for me personally. It was not helping my meditation. Um, I found that it it was not giving me the mental benefits that I thought it was doing, and so that's how we found the the uh, this lower um, THC cannabis plant that we mm -hmm. that we now use. Yeah. And then when we uh, came across this spagyric, there was actually a, another local guy who, was, um, who had it in his shop, and uh, we were just blown away mm -hmm. by how incredible it was. 
And I don't think at that time we understood really the depth of what spagyrics was. We were just, uh, we wanted we wanted to make stuff that really helped people. And so we were drawn to it because it actually worked and actually helped people. Yeah. And so, you know, I think now I'm into, it's, it's funny to say what I'm into now because a couple of years ago, I probably would have never even, I was not, I would not say a spiritual person. Um, so as someone who understands what it's like to be skeptical, I would say, it's very fascinating to me to see like, and watch with, you know, I do my best to be non-biased, uh, how, at least in my experience, in my opinion, how intention, which is intangible, or planets, which are intangible, uh, seemingly create, I mean, with obviously some other physical things that the spagyric process include, yeah. create a really out-of-world extract. Yeah, it's it's to me it's so exciting to think about this kind of frontier of knowledge and where our skepticism through experience might turn into understanding. And I've had that kind of experience not only with herbal medicine from a relatively young age, but also more recently with uh, the biodynamic approach to agriculture and land stewardship. And I've had personal experiences there where it's like, yeah, I can't explain this, but something happened. I'm going to try that again. And it's interesting to me too that the alchemical uh, origins of what we now call modern chemistry or even um, biochemistry and biopharmacology, you know, that that is the pharmaceutical industry. And so a lot of these processes, you know, this isn't just, you know, some weird 15th century thing with candlelight. You know, there are many uh, multi-billion dollar multinational companies uh, using these kinds of processes to isolate and sometimes amplify uh, certain attributes of different medicinal plants from around the world. And, and that has obviously turned into a huge industry and it, in, in many ways has been causing a whole lot of harm and damage in the world in the last uh, several decades in particular. There's been a lot of good as well. Uh, so, you know, just connecting some of these dots that these processes are things we as humans have been learning and developing for many, many centuries and possibly millennia and different cultural traditions have different ways of combining and recombining and, and changing and transforming and transmuting substances to help make medicine, right? Yeah. Yep. And spagyrics was the, the way to make medicine back a long time ago. Yeah. You know, and it got it got lost, and um, um, and a lot of it had to do with with the weird energetic side of it, you know. Um, and then it was passed down from different alchemists to alchemists to these different herbal labs, and um, and and now it is becoming more known, which is I think amazing. Yeah. And there's a big a big spagyrics lab in um, Germany that does. They're like a um, like we, like one of the labs you just mentioned, like a, a wealthy lab that does it all, you know, um, as top shelf as they can, um, you know, uh, um, you know, for real deal, like uh, laboratory, top shelf kind of laboratory, like a pharmaceutical laboratory, mm -hmm. and um, and they make a ton of spagyrics with everything they make, mm -hmm. um, and it's good medicine. Yeah, is I uh, you know is Bach flower remedies would that count as spagyrics? Uh, um. So, is that a, that's a lot of because um, it's homeopathic, which a lot of essences and essences, um, yeah. essences and essential oils, correct? Essences for sure. I'm not even sure whether okay. they use essential um, oils. So, I don't know anyone that makes a spagyric essence personally, huh. but it, it would be really easy to, to do. So I'm sure they do. Um, yeah. Sustainable Settings makes a lot of amazing essences, yeah. um, but they don't. They don't do the, the end process. They've started doing it with some of their stuff that I make for them. Yeah, so Sustainable Settings, some of you have uh, heard that name before. It's a wonderful biodynamic farm uh, just outside of Carbondale here in Colorado. And uh, Brooke and Rose LeVan uh, founded it 20 plus years ago. Um, and uh, Brooke's actually been a guest on the podcast fairly early on, and so has Stephanie Sizen, who uh, grows a whole bunch of herbal medicines out on that farm 
And so, uh, yeah, it's good to give them a shout out. And you guys are getting some of the biodynamic hemp uh, grown there along with other products. And some herbs, yes. Uh, yeah, we herbs. source as much as we can. As much as we can, we get from, uh, and you do, and I'll explain later, um, or whenever you want me to, um, the kind of break down the specific process. Cool. But when you use this, the biodynamic stuff, um, you see a huge difference. Yeah. yeah, break it down for us. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> On a physical um, level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, um, you know, the, the traditional, traditional, um, you will uh, take your plant, um, you're going to separate the, the sulfur, the essential oils out of your plant. Okay. Um, and then you will do a fermentation to create the alcohol of the plant. So you have the mercury, the spirit, the sulfur, uh, the s- essential oils of soul. Um, and then um, for the, the salt to purify the body of the plant, you'll burn the plant down um, all the way to a, a white ash. Um, and then from that ash, you'll mix it with uh, distilled water, um, pull it through a filter um, a certain number of times, um, usually in threes. And then um, you evaporate that water to create, um, it'll be a crystallized, a bunch of mineral salts. Um, and so, the alcohol, and a lot of people are kind of get weird about alcohol. Um, alcohol is the, the quintessential of, of herbal alchemy. It is, um, it's the best carrier of the spirit of the plant. Um, and so um, it doesn't matter what plant the alcohol is from. Um, and I guess this could be my opinion also, but, um, and a lot of others, Bajiris' opinion. Um, so um, like what we t- tend to do is we'll take uh, a biodynamic alcohol if possible, um, uh, do a maceration. We like to do um, what's, what's maceration? So when we soak our um, our, our herbs in, yeah. in the alcohol to extract the medicinal properties. Um, a lot of people we do um, soxalic extraction is awesome, um, and soxalic extraction is a way to make a herbal tincture um, relatively quick. Um, it uses heat, and we found we like to do it the old school long way um, mm. to soak all the herbs for. Um, a certain amount of days. What's the quick way called? Um, Soxlet extraction would be Soxlet. a. a um, How do you spell that? S O X H L E T. And so, soxlet extraction uh, essentially, you'll boil your solvent on the bottom and then have a chamber that has your plant matter or fungi matter, whatever you're using. Um, and then, the, as the solvent, the ethanol will, will boil, it'll, it'll go up, um, condense on the condenser, and then fall back through. Um, and circulate and that creates a you can make tinctures in three hours to mm-hmm. 12 hours mm-hmm. and it's a really cool process um, but we found a lot of herbs are are heat sensitive mm-hmm. and so we found just doing it the the longer way mm-hmm. um, so after that we'll um, strain off all the plant matter um, I will then if we want to concentrate it more we'll use a, a machine to concentrate that down um, and then you take the uh, plant matter um, and then go burn it in a ceremonial way um, down to that ash and then do the rest of the process and then recombine them um, in another ceremonial way. Mm-hmm. And so the plant gets released back into the, <coughs> the universe um, and you're, you're left with the most pure essence synergy of that plant um, opposed to Western medicine focuses on like single chemical mm-hmm. compounds, you know, like CBD or THC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, and a lot of even a lot of people who make regular alcohol tinctures, which work great, but you stop at that point, um, and that's that by by doing the, the intentional way and um, getting getting all those salts out, um, recombining everything, um, you capture the full essence and synergy of the plant, um, and it, it's a much much higher energetic medicine. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful description. Thank you. And when you're doing, when you say ceremonial, um, what does that what does that mean? So every we do. Did you want to? Sure. Um, you know, a lot of times. I mean, it can be a variety of things. It also depends. Um, it depends on like if Tyler is alone, or if it's me and Tyler, or. Sometimes there actually happens to be more people, and that's actually sometimes even more beautiful, especially. Mm-hmm. So, Tyler explains Bajeric in such a beautiful, detailed way. Um, you know, I think of it 
in my brain sometimes just very simply of like it sits in the alcohol goes through the burning you filter that ash with water you have mineral salts and the mineral salts go back in that in that original tincture so uh, a lot of times when you're at that process where you've got the mineral salts and you've got like you said what would in theory just be the alcohol tincture uh, and you're going to put the mineral salts back in we've done some like meditations and then all you know depending on who's there like like I said uh, you know taking turns to uh, put the salts back in mm-hmm. uh, with intention usually with specific intentions loving intentions um, things like that so I, I personally feel like they can vary but we usually have it focused around love Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think you can't uh, can't do that enough. So right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, love is so important. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, and I I am excited to uh, get a peek at some of the equipment and of course uh, the products. Let me just give a quick shout out um, uh, that to say to folks if you want to check out Vera Herbals products and learn a bit more, you can go to veraherbals.com. And uh, on Facebook, it's Vera Herbals LLC. On Instagram, it's Vera Herbals. And we'll have these links in the show notes. Um, and I, of course, want to remind our audience, this is the Wide Earth Community Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Perry, and we're visiting with Tyler Bell and Nicole Wallace here at Vera Herbals in Carbondale, Colorado. And want to give a quick shout out to our several sponsors who make this podcast series possible. Uh, and that includes Earth Coast Productions, the Lidge Family Foundation, Alpine Botanicals, Purium, Earth Hero, Vera Herbals, <laughs> Growing Spaces, Soil Works, Earth Water Press, 1% for the Planet, Dr. Bronner's, and uh, Waylay Waters. And of course, uh, a huge shout out to the individuals in the wide Earth community who have joined our monthly giving program. As some of you already know, if you join at certain levels, you'll get monthly shipments of the Waylay Waters uh, hemp-infused aromatherapy soaking salts. And we're starting to play with Waylay using some of the uh, hemp essence that Vera creates. And so it's a really fun collaboration to be uh, playing with that right now too. Um, Also want to mention that in our partnership, uh, when you go to Vera Herbals uh, to do some holiday shopping perhaps, (laughs) hint, hint, uh, you can get a 10% discount using the code Why on Earth, and this is another one of our beautiful regenerative win-win economic relationships where a portion of the sale will be donated back to the Why on Earth community for our community mobilization work for health, well-being, regeneration, stewardship, and sustainability. Uh, so a great opportunity to check out a bunch of wonderful products for yourself, your, uh, yourself, your family, your friends for the holidays, and we'll show you the products. Uh, toward the end. And before we get a tour of the equipment, I, I just want to ask, you've got a very special shirt on there under that dapper jacket, Tyler. Um, and there's some special geometry on that. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, so this is uh, Metatron's cube. Yeah. Um, it is very special to, to me um, and is all over um, this lab. And um, it's a very uh, powerful energy tool um, that um, can be used uh, for it really can aid um, in as the person is raising their frequency um, along with the these other ones um, it contain, contains the platonic solids um, you will also be able to find uh, this this in there, the the uh, flower of life. the seed of life in there, yeah. and um, and yeah, it also contains the uh, Merkaba, Merkaba, which um, yeah. is a very powerful tool um, for meditation, um, for manifestation, for healing, um, energetic healing, and I highly recommend researching it. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah. It's been for me personally a uh, a passion, uh, an interest for a, f- a few decades now. 
And I've been struck that we humans have developed so much knowledge and understanding in the realm of sacred geometry over millennia, but that at the same time in this culture right now, there are a whole lot of us living in, in real you know, darkness and ignorance of, of that knowledge and information. And there are historical reasons for that that we can look at and understand. But what, what brings me uh, joy and enthusiasm is knowing that more and more of us are reconnecting with this reality and this knowledge and uh, able to activate more of this love impulse into our relationships and communities as a result. And it's a, a really beautiful thing. It's something we humans have been doing for a long time. It's, um, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Really, really awesome. You didn't even mention his... Uh, Peridot necklace oh, that's covering the... We're gonna, we'll go on the Peridot <laughs> tangent for sure. Let's talk about that, yes? <laughs> um, I, I know what... Uh, I know how this feels to me. Um, and um, I, I feel like this Peridot um, opens up your heart so that you can receive the, the universe with grace and ease. And... Um, and we have been actually filtering our spagyric mineral solution through Peridot so that whether anyone knows it or not, their heart energy center is being opened up when they take any of our things. And, um, and yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I actually got this from Aaron Perry. <laughs> I actually have one on too. <laughs> um, yes, I love wearing this stone. And... Uh, yeah, this peridot I've been learning about, you know, and it's it's one of two stones that we understand uh, gems to come from way deep in the earth, the other being diamond. And it's also a stone that can come to us from outer space. So it's interesting, it can come from way deep within and way out above there, which some of you who maybe have heard of the hermetic axiom of as above, so below might say, huh, interesting. Because in, indeed, it's also affiliated with Archangel Raphael, who has a relationship with the Hermetic uh, energy and entity uh, out there. And so it's a, a silicaceous, if that's the right way to say it, gem it, it has uh, silica and it also has iron, magnesium, and oxygen. And at the molecular level, the structure has tetrahedra, which relate to the platonic solids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the heart chakras, right? And that's geometry and information that goes way back in time in both the Eastern and Western cultures. Um, and it's the color green. And so it also relates very closely to this uh, phenomenal miracle that happens here on Earth, which is a continuous streaming of light energy information, and some would say love, from the sun to the planet. 173,000 terawatts of energy continuously streaming onto our planet. And about 1% of that is converted into food and the stuff of life here by plants in this green uh, frequency, or strangely, they're actually absorbing the red and blue and, and uh, radiating back the green. So it goes way back. The, uh, uh, about a thousand years ago, the German mystic Hildegard von Bingen spoke of this green healing energy veriditas that she experienced and it seems to me there's a connection and an opportunity as we're working more with the plants to also work with with certain stones and elementals inorganic uh, elementals found here on the planet that can help with all of this work of raising the love frequency and uh, activating the heart even further and it's a lot of fun Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Most important. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll share that uh, it's I feel a little vulnerable, you know, talking about these kinds of things on camera, because you know I I know we're we're reaching a lot of different folks, and that um, you know some of us might feel very comfortable with this kind of conversation. For others, it might be really challenging. Yeah. And you know, it's it's also it's interesting f for me to have. A mixed heritage of indigenous Germanic, indigenous Celtic, and indigenous Mohawk Indian in my background, to where you know when we're thinking in terms of like cultural 
sensitivities, it's kind of okay to talk about the feathers and the stones and the water spirits and the plants. But suddenly, when we're in the kind of Western, rational, discursive context, it's like, well, wait a minute. You're maybe undermining your credibility. Yeah. And it's like, oh, golly. Which track? And so, you know, I think another one of the great challenges and opportunities we sit with right now in this culture is how to approach and consider integrating the both and uh, perception of reality. And where perhaps we're finding those no way that can't be true inside ourselves, that might be an opportunity to sit with that question just a little further. Are you certain it's not true? And if you're certain, how can you be certain it's not true? And in there you'll find some of the deepest philosophical debates that have been happening in the West, yeah. including Kant and others. I assure you, uh, there has been a lot of thought applied to that question. And uh, we might, uh, ourselves cultivate a bit of humility in the face of these great epistemological inquiries. And uh, heck, if we lighten up a little and have a little fun, we might even smile and have a higher quality of life as a result. So what a time to be alive, huh? Oh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little soapbox coming from my, my insecurity around talking about something. Uh. <laughs> we can make it weirder and take the light off of you. Let's do it. <laughs> I was just joking. You know? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, well, what do you think? Should we look at some equipment? Sure. Does that sound good? So, so uh, I, I did. I was. And I think I asked you before, but is Veritas and Veritas? Uh, Veritas. Yeah. Veritas, Veritas. Yeah. Right. Tomato, tomato. I'm not lying. Um, so, because that's where we got the word ver from. Yeah. So, my understanding is, okay, this word Veritas, Veritas, the Latin means truth. Mm -hmm. right. My understanding is Hildegard von Bingen, uh, who worked with stones and plants, and was a devout Christian nun, Catholic nun, who ran more than one convent. She was an incredible force in her time. Um, she coined this term veriditas, mm. which is her own twist or, or variation on okay. the ver okay. veritas meaning truth. Yes. But this now means the truth of the green healing energy that she was having direct mystical experience with that she wrote about. So they're not the same words, but they're related. I see. Yeah. Thank you. Was... All the way back around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and that's, this... This, that's, that's this uh, stone right here. It seems this stone contains that green healing energy yeah. that she speaks of. That's really awesome. The Egyptians were quite into this stone as well. Uh, a fair bit was harvested on an island in the Red Sea between Egypt and the, uh, Saudi Arabia, the Arabian Peninsula. And now that island is called um, the Isle of St. John, which some of you out there may say, oh, wait a minute, that rings a bell. Um, and so, yeah, some of the history is quite interesting. And we source and work with some of the Peridot stone from Saudi Arabia area, as well as from a, an uh, Apache um, reservation community and tribal nation down in Arizona. So there are different spots around the planet where this can be found. And uh, yeah, it's interesting looking at some of the history. It goes way back, at least into the Egyptian times. Yeah. Show the stuff. Show the stuff. So we'll uh, go over this way first, right? Sure. Cool. So um, this is our rosin press. Whenever we, we used to be big into edibles. Um, so we used to make a lot of edibles that um, uh, that I'll take in the beginning for my back pain. Um, but when we moved out here, we wanted to, our original plan was to um, get into the the more THC side of things, and we were making these dehydrated fruit um, bites with with cannabis in them. Um, we don't like to a lot of, a lot of the extracts people use uh, butane and different um, solvents that we did not like to eat. So we wanted to to do it with this machine. So essentially, with this machine, we would um, and what we still do is we'll take the plant, 
um, make a, a hash with it um, by freezing it or, or with uh, ice water. And then we'll take the hash, pack that into um, a 72 micron filter bag, and then just press it with heat and pressure with this machine and create an incredibly um, high-grade concentrate of, of cannabis, whatever type you like. Um, and so then that can be put straight into food, and that's what we were doing is putting it into edibles. Um, and in, we stopped doing the edibles, um, but now we put this into all of our salves and we make some liquids with it. Um, so this is a way to make a high-grade extract with no, no solvent. Um, wonderful for eating, wonderful medicine. Um, and we actually, with the spagyrics, we... Traditional spagyrics, you're going to be using alcohol. Um, they didn't have this way back in the day. So we started actually, we still, um, we'll make this extract and we'll spend it in MCT oil and then we'll still burn the, the plant down, um, get the mineral salts and, and reintroduce those back to the extract, um, preserving more of that essence and trying to create a higher energetic um, medicine. Um, Oh, this is the soxyl extractor that I was talking about. This is a small soxyl extractor. Can you see it in the, cool. Um, yeah, so this is a way to, you would put your plant material in here. Um, this would have your, your, your alcohol, your ethanol. And this is a condenser that uh, ice water, cold fluid will be flowing through. And so as your ethanol evaporates and it pulls up through here, it'll recondense and fall back through your, uh, your material. Um, and that'll cycle back and forth and create a really uh, a tincture fast but I kind of like the slow method personally um, but it's really cool um, and yeah, you maybe you can kind of see over here but we, we have these big pots this is where we'll um, uh, make big batches of different herbs um, so as many medicinal herbs we can get from sustainable settings and we soak everything on a different amount of days um, um, yeah, that's really that. Um, and then I'll take it from there. We will do all of our, I don't have stuff out here, but we'll, we'll filter that next, run it through a filter a bunch of, of times. And then this is our giant roto evaporator. Um, and then we'll bring that product that's been filtered. Um, and this will allow us to concentrate herbal tinctures. Um, or with the, the hemp, we usually will, um, for just a pure hemp um, extract, will evaporate off all of the alcohol. So this machine is meant for, or it's a, um, to evaporate organic solvents. So no matter what you are trying to extract from your plants, you have your um, organic solvent in here, and this machine will evaporate it, it'll recondense, and you can recollect it to, to use it again, um, or to concentrate your, when you make a concentrated tincture, you can evaporate off um, a certain percentage of the alcohol that you would like to concentrate that that down. Um, this is a big black box. Um, this is a machine that we make hash with, but that's about it. And then you'll notice we have the, I don't know if you got, we keep the Shriantra um, in our home and our office areas at all times, um, and the other ones you saw. And if you don't know anything about the sacred geometries, even if you just think they look cool, I recommend putting them all over your life and uh, you'll see some amazing results. And the burning, we don't do here. Yeah, we don't do the burning here. But <laughs> I, wait, can I break it down a little bit? Yeah. I forgot I had, I'll bring it over there. But this is um, something I just made from a small batch. Um, so this will be the, the minerals, the, the white ash that um, then will be mixed with distilled water uh, tomorrow. Um, and we will actually use the paraday, like I told you, to filter that through. And then that is where all of the, the mineral salts will be pulled out of um, and then reintroduced into the, the tincture, usually right here. That's that for, for back here. Beautiful. Um, before we go to the front, Nicole, is there anything you'd like to, to add or to uh, enhance um, with? Yeah, I guess for me, you know, I'm not as involved with the actual extracting, um, but one thing that I think is really awesome about the rosin press, and I don't think Tyler talked about it a lot, but um, it's just that no solvents ever touch it. So alcohol being a solvent, um, 
not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, like Tyler said, it's a quintessential element in alchemy. Um, but I, to me, it's just so fascinating that you can use just heat and pressure. It's actually a more advanced technology, but it's based off a hair straightener. Uh, and it just squeezes out the medicinal properties without any harsh chemical ever having to touch it. So, you know, it's where we started, but I also, um, it's like you can see with how quickly Tyler explained, the processes are actually, they seem complex when we're talking about them, but they're actually quite simple. Um, and the, yeah. The, the, the reason that, um, the, the reason that we find apart from the energetic side, why spagyrics is not really known in the Western, or, it, or it, it's, not a, it's not the best business model. It's um, um, just because it, it is a long, slow process. And there's no reason to do that process unless you're into the energetic side, you know? And so no one really, it takes weeks to make a tincture, you know, and to, and to do your whole thing, so. Um. And both of the processes are, are not so mainstream, but we really feel that they really keep the integrity of the herbs and the, the plants um, in their highest, um, you know, getting into more of the hemp side, I'm going back to the raw side, maybe because we didn't talk about it at all earlier. Um, it's just, because no solvent touches it, it never degrades. So, um, yeah, like you said, they're not, they're not very mainstream, but uh, we really strive to uphold really just making stuff that actually works and not just cells it, it doesn't the, so the rosin with um, making the rosin does not pull out any chlorophylls or, or lipids and, and waxes and stuff so it um it is a very pure um end product um and she uh she uses that the most um and then the spagyrics which a lot of people think is very undesirable um well, and I guess you can, you could distill it, um, uh, remove all, all all those unwanted properties, chlorophyll and stuff. But um, but you know the traditional spagyrics is going to be um, you know pretty dark, um, and a lot of people think it's not pure. But then I always ask people, do you remove the chlorophyll and yes. all the wax and, waxes and stuff from your salad? <laughs> no, you right. know. Or your like juice or something. Yeah. Or no. And so um, so I, I think it's like. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people think that this is extra work that we do, but then all these other places use do all extra work to get all that stuff out. Yeah. And um, and uh, I think I think there's something about having that whole, all of it in there. Yeah. You know the whole, the whole shebang. Definitely. Um, all that the plant has to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is this sort of fetish in the culture around clear, and I yeah. remember even what was it like 20 years ago when these diet sodas were clear. And everyone thought, oh, they must be even better for you. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What, what is this? Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I mean, these plants have, uh, by their very nature, you know, the gift of, of creator, of the divine, uh, these incredible compounds and substances in them, right? Mm -hmm. and, and to your point, why pull most of that out? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we should do a shout out to Pure Pressure. Um, that's, that's who we got the machine from, and I love it unconditionally. <laughs> and what's, go ahead. Uh, what's actually really cool, also, when we just kind of discovered this recently, um, so we really focus on sustainability. So we have a couple um, package packaging for our products that's compostable, and we use recycled stuff whenever we can, and glass whenever we can and locally whenever you can and you can actually so uh, first the hemp goes through this black box and the hash um, uh, collects at the bottom and then it goes through the rosin uh, press so actually you can do the rosin and then the plant matter that went through the sifter actually can then be put through the spagyric process so it's almost like upcycling the Plant matter, which is pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, what do you say? Should we show some finished products and we can uh, help folks think about their uh, their shopping and <laughs> uh, think about holiday gifts and all that kind of stuff? You know, so here we are now in the front of the shop, and this is where 
uh, Nicole and Tyler will receive uh, friends and clients and customers who are local. Um, and we get to see the display here of the products. And uh, I'm going to jump out of camera so that <laughs> you guys can focus on what you have to share there. Of course, uh, this is all available online, so that's the good news for the rest of us who aren't local. Awesome. So I'll start with what we talked about um, a bit. So um, we have just a few different salves here. Um, just different strengths for different needs. Um, like we said, the, it all's with the rosin press, so solventless, no harsh chemicals ever touch it. Um, we infuse, actually, we've got two different strengths of an athletic salve, and they get infused with some local um, wildcrafted arnica, um, as well as hopefully, I think we're gonna infuse it with St. John's wort and, what's the other in there? Comfrey in our uh, jojoba oil. Uh, and then we've got our tinctures here. So we guess there's a couple different strengths. Uh, we've got the spagyrics, three different strengths, uh, 500 milligram, 1,000, and that is the CBD content. We do not put our emphasis on CBD, um, but these are our hemp products in the bottom here. Um, uh, but all of our hemp products are lab tested, so that is the amount that you see on the front there. Um, and then we have uh, rosin. Uh, plus is what we call it because we do that. We put the mineral salts back in, which is uh, part of the spagyric process, um, with our rosin extracts. Um, and again, those are completely solventless. Um, and yeah, so uh, like I said, all of our products are third-party lab tested, which is important if you're buying hemp products, whether it's from us or someone else. Um, yeah. Cool. So wanted to add one little thing, um, really quick. The spagyric. So I just learned this recently. Um, something that I did not read in any spagyric book that I just learned from a very, very um, intelligent man um, named Kevin um, was to extract your volatile salts um, first. This is for the spagyric um, folks out there. I thought, just thought about it. But um, and if you just burn the plant, you are, um, you're losing all the volatile salts. So uh, before you do your macerations or whatever, you can extract the volatile salts save those um, um, and then you're getting the most most out of your uh, process all right with that being said so yeah those are the tinctures that we make um, we make teas um, we all love tea so we have teas for meditation all this um, letting things go that actually says well, I'll let you guys read it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we read it out loud because those well, are great news. Uh, well, uh, oh, good names. Oh, yeah, let it go. It, it just, they all have yeah. some kind of funny little, this one says, let that shit go. <laughs> um, and then, what's the purple one? I love it. Uh, buenos noches. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we got focus. Not everyone knows Spanish, so what does that mean? Um, well, it's, it's a little, uh, it's, it's an incorrectly spelled version that is um, supposed to be kind of a joke. Yeah. Um, but only one person's ever said anything meaning good night good night yeah yeah this one this one helps you fall asleep um the the let it go is at the end of the day whenever you are just kind of fed up um and you need to let it go we drink that i drink that one the most um and i like to put uh we make a damn good tincture um it's actually called a, a damn good tincture but um this has biodynamic cali poppy wild lettuce and hemp um spagyrics and so i've been putting all biodynamic in that one yeah and um and i harvested uh the medicinal herbs, um, for the uh, cali poppy and wild lettuce from Stephanie at Samo Settings. Yeah. And she, yeah. she lets you harvest an herb so you can make that connection with them, which is really sweet. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And then the focus, this is meant for meditation. It doesn't, it says an empty secret on the back, so it doesn't wear people out in the beginning. But um, that's for meditation. Then your uh, rise and shine to help you get up in the morning and put a big smile on your face. Um, and then detox. Um, made with a bunch of different good things to help you just flush out. Um, then here, these are the amazing Welle Waters products made by Aaron Perry. Um, these are... Also in a ceremonial manner. In a ceremonial manner. And I can honestly say, um, not just because he's here, that these are the best bath salts that I've ever um, used or, um, or even really seen. The, yeah. the consistency, everything is awesome. Um, so these are, these are great. And then something we haven't talked too much Evolved Alchemy, this is a guy who makes spagyrics um, named Warren, and um, he's awesome. So, um, you know, I would credit what he does to us kind of finding spagyrics and, um, and wanting to pursue making it ourselves. So, thank you, Warren. 
Um, mushrooms. We are huge mushroom people. Um, these don't have psilocybin, but um, can't, you can't sell that yet. These are uh, different medicinal mushrooms that um, we have seen just magic um, come from them. Um, all these products also, they're, they're not, they're awesome by themselves, but in combination with the energetic side of things, all sicknesses, things that people come here and they want to buy these mushrooms for, um, these detox teas, uh, every single time, these things are manifestations of what's going on inside of us. So a true holistic approach, um, and it is okay. We all, we get messages from our body, um, in all different shapes and forms. And it's an amazing thing. It's, um, and so when we get those, there's something that we need to change energetically. These, these are the physical side. So these products, we've seen some amazing, uh, things with these, these mushrooms that, uh, I can get in trouble for saying, um, uh, because it goes against modern medicine. Um, but we've seen them cure things and do amazing stuff. Consult your doctor first. Um, but when you combine that with, um, with gratitude and with breathing and with lifestyle changes, um, 91% of our thinking is subconscious. So even if today I'm saying, oh, today's amazing, I feel great, this is awesome. If my subconscious has been programmed for 20 years to be ungrateful and angry and not happy and chasing all these materials, that's what's firing off. And so that's what's being created in morality. So when you go inside and, and you reprogram those ways of thinking um, that have caused these different sicknesses and you combine them with this, it is a crazy success rate. Um, I've seen it work every single time, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, that was a little ramble, but, um, but yeah, so mushrooms are incredible. Um, um, and we, we, they're a one-to-one extract, so they're a powder form, but then um, we get them encapsulated. They're vegan. They're also lab tested. Um, fungi absorb everything they grow in, so um, that's always a good thing. And then they're also not grown in any grains or rice or fillers, which is sometimes you'll see that in the industry. Um, so they're grown all the way to the fruiting body. Uh, so it's just mushrooms in there. Uh, and That's an important uh, thing. Um, so no matter what your um, ailment is, it's worth looking into to mushrooms. And that could be a whole nother podcast. But yeah. um, we could talk for weeks about them. But, um, uh, That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> we should probably do that in the near future. Yeah, they're, um, yeah re- research them. Um, look into them. They're, um, they're worth taking. And, and, and just... You want to make sure that your mushrooms that you're going to buy, wherever you buy them, um, don't have grains and, and other fillers in there um, and the other ingredients, and you don't want any added starches. Um, so look for mushrooms that have the uh, that are, that are the fruiting body um, whenever you start your, your searches. And there was something else I was Brain, just... We didn't talk a lot about our other herbal tinctures, but um, we do, um, like we mentioned the hemp, but we also do spagyric with... Like he mentioned, the damn good tincture, but we have a couple others and um, a really awesome rain and tropic tincture coming out um, soon as well. So um, that's sort of where we get the most excited, I think, right now. Yeah, and we love doing spagyrics. So if anyone wants to talk about how to make spagyrics, wants to call me, you can. And um, we love, uh, we work with a lot of other farms, different farmers who have us um, create spagyrics from their herbs and their. Uh, they're fun guys. So, um, if you guys are interested, call me and talk about spagirts. Absolutely beautiful. So, thank you guys so much. And to close out, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that silly uh, disclaimer we have to say about products. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. Right? They are not meant to do any of that. Um, <laughs> and I also want to just. Uh, remind folks go to veraherbals.com and if you'd like to use the code why on earth you'll get a 10 percent discount and uh clearly uh you guys are such a wealth of knowledge and it's a very generous offer to invite folks to reach out to you i imagine they can through the website and um what a joy to have this time with you and thank you so much for sharing all this information with us and giving us a tour of your lab and uh, it's a lot of fun talking with you guys. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Th- thanks for being on the planet and doing what you're doing. <laughs>
Pleasure. Yeah. We're all in this together, it turns out. We are. <laughs> all we gotta do is just love each other. Indeed. <laughs> Hug a lot. Hug everybody. Hug a lot. We love mm-hmm. it. Cool. Great. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Hunter, for Thank you. Yeah, man thank the you, camera. Hunter. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. <laughs> the Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org backslash support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code whyonearth, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.